What's up, my nerd? Random Inks Productions presents Nerd News Roundup, presented by the Credible Nerds. I'm your host, Justin. Today, Mark will be joining me, and we'll have a special guest, Kimball. Today we'll be talking about Venom and the non-Spider-Man Marvel Universe. What does that look like? Also, Nick Fury and Agent Hill will be joining Spider-Man 2, Far From Home. Wait, weren't they disintegrated along with Spider-Man and Avengers Infinity War? And DC is developing a Supergirl movie. Do we need it? Do we want it? My answer is yes, but we'll talk about that. We'll also revisit the Ruby Rose casting in Batwoman on the CW Network. Give our thoughts and opinions on that. So sit back, relax, and buckle up, baby. Hey Nerd Nation, it's Justin, Mark, and Kimball from The Credible Nerds, and let's get into it. First up, the Spidey Universe without Spider-Man. How's that going to work? Um, upcoming Venom movie is coming out this October, and from what I understand, they're not going to have Spider-Man in this movie. So I guess Marvel, uh, Disney Marvel owns the rights to Spider-Man now, or before Sony owned it. But Sony owns all the other characters in the Spider-Man universe. So that's where they're going to try and build their their new movie franchise on is all these characters that were all these villains that fought against Spider-Man. You know, we got Gwen Stacy. We got um, all these friends of Spider-Man. So how's that going to work without Spider-Man? Any thoughts? Will it work? Um, wait, wait sorry. Did I interrupt you? Um, well, I was just saying that I'm glad that it's going to have a universe without Spider-Man just because I think we've been oversaturated by the character of Spider-Man for the past 15 years. Um, it's time to hear a new story, and I think Venom will be a good start. And I'm not too familiar with his universe, so coming from someone who's brand new to all this, like, yeah, let's let's hear some new stories, some new villains and even if they don't follow the doctrine of the comic books like that's all right let's see let's see how it works without spider-man i think this this could be a very positive and hopefully a good thing for uh these comic book movies that we're getting mm-hmm. yeah so it'll be interesting to see what they do the problem is i think they can really only make one movie right uh because then what the the bad guys run rampant and kill everybody and take over the world i i just don't i don't see it happening um with without you know a spider-man you know who else is gonna fight venom um i've heard rumor too that they've they've thought about uh bringing other symbiotes so basically venom's a symbiote right takes over a body creates the venom but there's other symbiotes inside the comic books like uh agony and phage lasher uh, a scream, you know. There's, there's more. So there's, there's a theory out there that, that they're going to be introduced as well, which will be awesome. And uh, so, I don't know. I, I really like Hardy as an actor. Yeah. Uh, so I think that he's going to do something that we've wanted to see out of a, a villain in the Spider-Man universe for a long time. You know, not kind of the goofy villains that we've seen in the past. You know, but like a real villain, you know, someone that's, uh, you know, that really brings that to life. Uh, I just don't see what they do after it. 
yeah. after Venom yeah. without bringing Spider-Man in. I don't understand. So I, I almost wonder, too, if if they made this in some backdoor hopes that there's a deal and they're going to buy the rights. Yeah, who's going to stop the bad guy? You know, Who are the other heroes in the Spider-Man universe? There's Miles Morales, but I think he's actually part of the deal that Marvel has. I think he's in the Marvel the Disney Marvel franchise from what I understand. So I don't maybe Gwen spider Gwen, like Gwen Stacy, but I don't know. She's fairly new. So people really don't know who she is. Um, They are talking about a, a silver sable and black cat solo movie, but they're villains as well. There's the more Morbius uh, movie that's in development that Jared Leto's attached to that's being written. So they got all these other Mm -hmm. characters that they're developing I think they're waiting to see how Venom goes. If Venom's successful, then they'll keep pushing forward with these other projects. But again, they're all villains. So what? how does that work, right? Well, is Venom going to be yeah. a villain in this movie, or will he just be an anti-hero? Okay. It seems like in the commercials, they're portraying him more, like he has more innocence than just a pure villain. That's how I see it. And Yeah, that's uh, a good point. I think it's... With Deadpool and the success of the, that in the second movie, it seems like there's a shift between just pure villains and kind of going more into anti-heroes. That's what I see with with um, with uh, Venom. And yeah, like you were saying, depending on how successful it is, I think other villain-type characters' movies could follow that same route. Well, and I wanted to, so that's a good point. So in some of the original uh, comic books, well, I don't, original for my time right so i'm sure there's there's comic books way back in the day but i remember reading some venom comic books where spider-man and venom would actually fight side by side if you know there was a a threat larger than venom right so it's not like they just hung out so i mean he didn't necessarily all was always bad he would sometimes fight for good if it suited his own needs okay. so maybe it's something like that you know where there's a a worse hero you know a Worse villain than Venom. Uh, and then I also wanted to, so, and I don't know if this matters, and maybe you have some insight in this, Justin. So they, Marvel owns the rights to Spider-Man because of Peter Parker, but do they own Spider-Man outright? Or they, could they do, like, Spider, you know, a different Spider-Man and to bring in this universe? You know, not Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Miles Morales, Spider-Man. So if they okay. had another Spider-Man knockoff, that's why I yeah. said like Spider-Gwen, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would be cool because, yeah, there is quite a few different Spider-Mans. Um, I think uh, was it Otto, Otto Octavius is a spy, it's like a Spider-Man in one of the universes. And yeah. uh, there's a couple more. I think there's like four or five of them. So it makes you wonder, too, if they bring in like – you know, kind of like you said, and, and that would be kind of interesting too. You know, different, uh, different story than the Peter Parker story. Because dang it, we've <laughs> we've had what three Peter Parkers in twelve years? Yeah, three Peter Parkers in like seven movies. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, the Nerdist Nerdist dot com is calling it Sony's Universe of Marvel Characters. That's what their <laughs> title is. So we'll keep watching this expanding universe and kind of fill you in as. As we get more info as well. Oh, nerds! Nerds? Nerds! 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 All right. Next up, 
is along with the Spider-Man theme. There's the next Marvel Disney Marvel Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Two: Far From Home, is what they're calling it, the sequel to Homecoming. They recently announced that Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, and Agent Maria Hill played by Colby Smulders, are going to be joining this film. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War, all three of these characters were killed by Thanos in the infamous snap in Infinity War. They're already announcing that these characters are coming back, so what does that mean for Spider-Man Far From Home and the next Avengers film? So obviously there's some resolution to these characters who drifted away in the wind, right? Unless Um, it takes place before Infinity Wars. Is that possible? I guess it's possible. Let's see if they've made a statement on that, where they, where it sits at in the timeline. I'm glad that Agent Hill is going to be on it because I like her character, and I'm glad we get to see more more of her. We just saw a few seconds of her in Infinity War, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I like her character. She's always been a, a good one. I believe they have made a statement that it is after Avengers Infinity mm-hmm. War. So Kevin is it, is it Kevin Feig? Feig? Kevin Feige. Yeah. Uh, so he says, this is kind of what was the last thing said. He seen, they announced that it'll be taking place during the summer. And then he kind of said, he inferred that although the movie takes place over the summer, we don't know when summer. So it's entirely possible it could be before, but we don't know. Okay. So there's a lot of assumption that happens after Avengers. Yeah. So maybe Agent Hill and, um... And Fury were just barely getting back from their summer vacation with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's where they you know, yeah. It all went down. Yeah, that could be the case. Um, I, I also thought that Far From Home means that I don't think any of these characters are dead. I think they've been transported to another plane of existence, another dimension. And so perhaps my personal theory is Far From Home means that they're in this other dimension and they're going to work together to get out, out of that dimension. But I, like I could that. be wrong. Uh, no, uh, you could be right, because a lot of people were talking about it has something to do with, remember when Andrew Small and he was in whatever that dimension was? Quantum realm. That quantum realm. A lot of people have talked about that when he snapped his fingers, they went to the quantum realm. So I don't know how true that is, but I've read some stuff. There's kind of some interesting stuff. But here's a question for you. And, and it kind of strays away from Spider-Man, but it's in the Marvel Universe. So, and I was thinking about this the other day. Remember how we were talking, like, why did uh, Thanos wait so long for, to you know, to actually go get the Infinity Stones himself? Why did he keep sending other people, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. I think it was because Odin was still alive. Right. I think Odin, even with the Infinity Stones, could still handle Thanos. Well, Thor almost did. Right. Odin was more powerful than Thor. And so, and what I was reading about Odin's powers were that while Thanos uses his abilities to use godly powers, Odin doesn't need the Infinity Stones to use godly powers. He is a god. He, you know, like capital G type, you know, and and uh, uh, he can legitimately, uh, what did I read somewhere? It said, on, on Thanos' best day, in the entire universe, with all Infinity Stones or six Infinity Stones, whatever, um, would still not be a match for Odin on Odin's worst day. Well, Loki tells him that just before he gets choked out that he says you'll never be a god, and I think Loki knew knew the power of Odin, 
knew the power of Thanos, and that was his assessment. Mm. Yeah, so it's kind of when I when I was thinking about that, I was like, oh, you know, and I, and I started reading it. I'm like, that makes sense that he would wait for Odin to die before he did anything. Yeah, I think that's a great theory. Uh, and I don't think Loki's dead. I think he'll come back. I think he used his powers to trick Thanos. So did Thor didn't disappear when he snapped his fingers, right? Thor's still there. Yeah, Thor's alive. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Thor is going to be the key to being able to stop him. Well, everyone's saying Captain Marvel is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be. We don't know anything about her as far as the movie universe goes. So Apparently she's an awesome uh, superhero because she's, you know, sat on the sidelines. So I can't wait for her to finally show up. They better have a good reason for that. <laughs> the earth's breaking quick. Go help him. I'm too tired. Yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens there. But uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is scheduled to come out next summer, July 2019. So we'll see if it's a prequel to Infinity War or if it's actually after they were disintegrated by Thanos and how they returned. And we'll get all the details. And I'm sure we'll do a, a movie review when that movie comes out next summer. Nerd! Okay, switching franchises from Marvel to DC... Latest news out of DC and Warner Brothers that they're developing a Supergirl movie. Or Oren Uziel is writing the script for this. He helped write 22 Jump Street. Wow, that makes me <laughs> very confident. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> yeah. This is the news that comes out of uh, upcoming movies just makes me happier and happier. Yeah. I like the idea of a Supergirl film. Uh, I think there better be a good story. I don't, they haven't announced any casting choices or directors. Once again, it's just in the early phases. Um, they're trying to get a, a female director for Supergirl to kind of go along with what they did for Wonder Woman. That's kind of the latest there. Let's see what else. So will this be a different character than the TV yeah. Supergirl? Yeah. So it'll be different. So the TV universe and the film universe are different. Okay. Earths, I guess you could say. Yeah, so that's just early news from from DC. Mm. Well, I saw the old Supergirl that was made way back in the eighties, <laughs> and that was horrible. Yeah. That so was, that was I'm hoping good. that this. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you didn't miss anything. If you really feel the need, buy the movie and then throw it away. But um, you you didn't miss anything. It, it's. Uh, yeah, the Smallville like Supergirl might... was better. Yeah, like you might not be a fan of DC after you watch it. That's that's <laughs> and that's kind. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they have. I I like the actress they have playing on CW right now. Is it Melissa? Yeah, Melissa uh, Benoist or something. Melissa Benoist or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like her. I, so if you know if they can get someone along along that, that would be kind of neat. Um, but I mean, we'll see do, uh, hopefully I just, I don't know. 22 jump street was, didn't excite me as a movie, but I guess he did write Cloverfield paradox, which I heard wasn't great, but you know, it kind of shows that he can do something a little bit more serious style too. Yeah. I like that Cloverfield paradox. It, it did have its faults and limitations, uh, but I don't think it was necessarily the writer's fault. I think it just went through too many rewrites and director changes or you know just changes from the time it was initially because it was in development they like shot everything and then it was in further development reshoots for 
like a year. I think it was outside of his control at that point. But uh, we'll yeah. see. keep you posted on that as well. Do you think we need a Supergirl film? Uh, <laughs> I guess it depends what they're going to do with the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I almost feel like they're trying to b- bring in more diversity into it. Like, oh, we only have one girl and all these guys. We better bring in, you know, more girls because you know they're gonna bring in, um, you, they're gonna bring in the two lanterns and they're both guys. You know, there's a couple others that they could bring it in, and and just most of them are guys. So you're gonna have to bring in more girls, and I think maybe that's a way for them to do it. I think it's also a pitfall that they could fall into just trying to introduce too many characters to stay diverse, you know, just to stay diverse. Like there's no other point to bring her in. I can see than to be diverse. And I, you know, I think it kind of, you know, could, it, it could crowd the field, you know, yeah. too many superheroes, yeah. but maybe it works. Right. I mean, we see like 20 superheroes in Marvel and it works just fine, but. Well, Supergirl's always been a, at least a secondary character, if not a tertiary character. I mean, I want to. I don't mind a Supergirl movie. I think that's a good mo- a good move. And like you said, if they're just gonna bring someone in to bring them in, I don't care if it's Supergirl or Superboy or whoever. You know, they need to have a point to this new character story. I want to see more women in Justice League or in just in DC in general. I think they're moving that direction, especially with the villains. I mean, they're doing a Harley Quinn movie. They're bringing in Poison Ivy. They're bringing in Batwoman least in the TV universe, uh, they're going to be bringing in Batgirl. There's a script in development from what I hear. You know, there's going to be all these female characters, but most of them are, are villains. So I think they do need a Supergirl to balance out the the villain side of things and, you know, have more than just Wonder Woman. And I don't, I can't think of any other super, I guess there's Hot Girl. I've never really been impressed with either Hot Girl or Hawkman, so I don't know about those guys. But I think there's a need for more women in, in DC. They've done a great job with, with diversity better than Marvel has, that's for sure. Marvel's just barely starting to go that route while DC's been developing these movies for years now. So I like it. Yeah, and then what are you, are you going to bring in Superboy and then yeah. Super Dog, you know, because we've got to represent animals. And then, you know, we got to, you know... Got to start representing aliens, and they'll bring in John Jones, and I don't know. I mean, it could be neat, like you said. She's not a main character, but you know, she ends up being an important character in the overall universe. It just depends what you want to, where you want to take Justice League. Yeah, what's the I end goal? Is there an end goal? I think that's an important question. Yeah, I think I mean, it could well, be good, but uh, I was just saying, I think it could be good. I just hope it doesn't copy wonder woman because they just see how successful that was and i just don't want a a copycat of of that character and i think if she does her own thing then it could be you know maybe not the superhero we need but the one we deserve right now (laughs) nice way to tie that in get those nerds! nerds nerds and lastly there's also been a recent announcement about batwoman that um She'll be appearing on the CW Arrowverse shows. They recently announced a casting for Batwoman, and it'll be played by Ruby Rose. She's been in a couple films, a couple shows. Orange is the New Black. She's in that, which I haven't seen. Uh, she's in John Wick 2, I believe. And then yeah. She, and then That's she was, a good show, and she did awesome in that. She okay. didn't say a single word. 
Yeah, I heard she was like a silent assassin or something. Yeah, I think she was. I mean, it doesn't say you you know she's a mute, but you don't oh. know what happened. So it's like he kills her, and they're like signing at each other. He's like adios, <laughs> you know, and kills her. And it's like, oh well. I guess maybe that makes it worse because she couldn't speak back or whatever. But uh, it was a pretty cool fight. Like uh, she did pretty good in that. Um, so, so you, can you see her as a Batwoman? I know she can act, okay. a, a, and that's what I like. Um, I can see her playing the role of, you know, a crime fighter and stuff. She has the moves to do so. She proved in John Wick. She has the kind of the gumption that you want. You know, the um, go get him attitude. Well, that's good to know because I don't know much about her. I haven't seen any of her shows or films, so I don't know how she would fit in with Batwoman. But um, as far as the big controversy is that she's a lesbian. So do you think representation matters in the DC universe? I think representation is very important. um, But I don't think that rewriting characters in order to make that representation does anything to add to the film you know you could create a new like you could create a new superhero or whatever you want you know to do that uh and it was a big thing when they did it back in 2005 and it was like what you just made this simply because of this and that's fine but like i said you're rewriting a character that's been well established that i i've never liked that i don't even like when they you know they change (laughs) like with the uh mary jane in the new Peter Parker, in the new Spider-Man. I don't like that you've rewrote what who Mary Jane is, you know, a red hair and all that stuff. I, I, I don't like that. Just leave the characters over there. If you want to bring in another character, just bring in another character. Who cares? We don't, Peter Parker doesn't have to be married and love Mary Jane in every single, um, you know, uh, iteration of Spider-Man. He can have a new love life. Who cares, you know, but... Don't rewrite a character specifically for that reason. That, that's always been a pet peeve of mine. Um, you know, bring in a different character, something, you know, and, and then write it about that. I think that's a valid point in the sense that, you know, is it lazy story writing to change the gender, change the sexual orientation, the race of a character to match, to be all inclusive? Why don't you, like you said, why don't you just write a new character that's just as intriguing as the these old ones that have been around for a while? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I think what you're saying, Mark, is you don't care about, you know, the gender, sexual orientation, race of a character. It's just it bothers you that, you know, they have this established character and they decide to change it when really they can just create a new character that has the sexual orientation or the race or gender that they're trying to create and not erase the history of these well-established characters, but, you know, start fresh with a new character that's introduced into the story and can have an impact right from the beginning and not, you know, erase character that's been involved in the DC universe for years or even decades. And I think, I think that's a good point. I think it's an argument that's been going on for a little bit. I read an argument on Tor.com about this very thing that you know should they change the race of spider-man and i think they had some good points there but i also believe that they need to include these more diverse characters they also need to create new characters to to interact with the already established characters i mean how cool would it be to have a lesbian batwoman and a straight batman working together 
solving crimes and you know going on adventures and things like that i think that's way more interesting than changing the sexual orientation of batman or you know whatever the case may be so i think there's more options if they create these new characters and i think it's more exciting more interesting because you don't have to go off the established backstory or established history of these characters that have been around since the 1940s you can just create what you want in these new characters do you have any thoughts on that, Kimball? Um, nothing more than what you guys say. I think that's uh, a good point. Create a new character if you want to bring in someone new or if you want to fit a certain type person, don't change what's already existing. That just me- that just makes it too messy. Yeah, You lose a lot of fans that way without gaining many new ones. Yeah. Well, I think it's like with Arrow, right? They... They introduced um, the the girl who's the tech person. Felicity is it Felicity? Yeah. Oh yeah, Felicity. You know she she didn't exist in the comic book universe until Arrow, until the show. And then they also introduced uh, a gay black man as her sidekick, and that went over well. He was a new character, so I mean it's it's shown that that it works. They can do it. So why not, you know, create these new characters? And I like Felicity Smoke. You know, she does a great job. She's well-loved by many fans. I think that's the route that these shows and comic books need to take. Just create a new, more intriguing character than what's already there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was like, I don't know, it's kind of like when they rewrote Superman and he no longer wanted to represent the United States. He represented the UN. And that made so many people mad. And they're like, well, we don't want him just to be an American a superhero we want him to f- we want all countries to feel like he'll help him and i'm like look that's silliness like you're just rewriting a character to make people feel happy yeah i don't think you need to rewrite someone's nationality you just change the story so that he does help more people outside of the united states which i think he pretty much did anyways so but uh back to batwoman and ruby rose you say that she's got the acting chops the ability to be batwoman so i think that's good and hopefully it comes to yeah. the show so she'll she'll debut in a crossover show with Arrow, and then she'll have her own show next fall. Yeah, and I wish it all the best. I'll watch it, right? It's not that I'm not going to watch it. I'm just, you know, I have my own gripes, and they are what they are. <laughs> so, Mark, just out of curiosity, I was wondering, as a Mexican, um, do you are there? Do you want to see more Mexican um, superheroes? I have been waiting for the rewrite of. Um, Speedy Gonzalez. I've been waiting for uh, the redo of that. He was my hero growing up. You know, honestly, I I don't really care, right? I like superheroes for what they were written for. Um, I I mean, sure, if you could make one, it'd be cool. I mean, neat, but it's not like as I feel the need that there must be a Mexican superhero or superheroes hate Mexicans. I don't know. Like, that's just never... (laughs) That's never been something I've thought about or wished, okay. so it's hard for me. I'm sure there are people out there that do, and I'm sure they have very valid reasons, um, and whatever they are, cool. But for me, I'm just like, hey, you know, here's Batman. His name's Bruce Wayne. This is what he does. So when I watch a movie, I want to see Batman named Bruce Wayne and this and doing what he does, you know? And so that, you don't need to see, that's me, you know? I'm, you don't need to say see Jorge what? Wayne? Yeah, <laughs> Jorge Wayne, you know, Senior Wayne. I I don't need to see that because you know I've grown up on Batman. I know what Batman is. I know who he is. Show me Batman and make it cool, 
you know, you know, you don't need to change a story to make it cool. You just need some sweet sequences and like, you know, good writing and and everything else. I mean, you can see what happens to a Batman with bad writing. You can see what happens to Batman with a good writing. Uh, and what you need is good writing. You don't need to switch it up to to generate, po- you know, positive results. Um, yeah, I think those are some valid points, Mark. Um, we'll continue to talk about this, I'm sure, and try and gain a better understanding. And just, I like we said, we don't have a problem with diversity. I think it has its place, and it definitely should be championed, and they should create new characters with these different diverse qualities, and I think that's a good idea. Well, that's it for our news section. We want to thank you guys for sticking with us. If you have any thoughts on uh, these latest developments, you know, let us know. Join us on our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter under Credible Nerds. Join the conversation there. Uh, also, uh, if you want to send us an email at thecrediblenerds at gmail.com, we'll read it on air and, and discuss. Yes. Tell us what you think about these subjects. Some of them, uh, I, you know, we kind of got into a little bit. But tell us what you think. We want to know when the, you know, if we're wrong, let us know we're wrong. If we're right, you know, give us a thumbs up. And On behalf of Mark and Kimball, my name is Justin. We're the Credible Nerds. We want to thank you for joining us once again. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of our show, how well we're doing. Join us on Patreon. Become a patron for just a dollar a month and support us that way. It'll help out a lot to go a long ways to improve our equipment and our quality of our show. So check us out at patreon.com slash credible nerds. You can find us on Podbean. We recently switched uh, podcast providers to Podbean. You can go to crediblenerds.podbean.com. We're also on SoundCloud a little bit. You can find us there, but mostly we switched over to Podbean as they have better services than what we were finding on SoundCloud. So I want to thank you, Nerd Nation, for joining us here on the Credible Nerds Podcast. Don't forget your towel. Hey, Nerd Nation. If you like our music here on the podcast, it's not ours. It belongs to Fatboy Roberts on Geek Remixed. You can find him on soundcloud.com slash geekremixed. He's also on Bandcamp. So just do a Google search for Geek Remixed or Fatboy Roberts and you'll find all his great music. A lot of great music from the Star Trek soundtrack, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, uh, Cloverfield, all kinds of great geek tunes and old school TV tunes that we grew up on back in the day. So check them out, follow them, support them. Fatboy Roberts, Geek Remixed.